0: Welcome to the Media Ministry of Crossroads Church Aspen. to learn more about crossroads, visit our website at ccaspen.com We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Steve Woodrow.
1: Let's dive in um, let 's just have a good i 'm on the stool. I just feel like the stool morning, um, so we 're just going to go with it. I um, hope you have your Bible hope you 're ready to dive in this morning. We are in Ephesians, if you've been with us, we are in this um, wonderful book, and we're looking at a heavenly places perspective. Five times in this book, Paul, um, he just takes us to that place, and we'll be looking at each of those five, we've already looked at one in verse three, this amazing verse, this is blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realm. And the rest of this book is fleshing out those blessings and what all that is. Um, this morning we come to verse 11 through 14. And then I'm going to bounce out to Revelation chapter 2, um, 1 through 7. In Revelation, that's the first letter of Jesus to the church in Ephesus. And so we're going to um, go and get the history. That, church, that letter um, was written to this church that Paul wrote Ephesians 2. Um, So we're going to go to that this morning as we look at this grand issue of hope. Um, Just ask you this morning, how's your hope? Folks, I think more than any other issue today, the bridge we have to share um, with people and to connect with people uh, uh, all across this radically polarized, crazy culture today is this issue of hope. And to just simply ask people, man, how are you doing? Where's your hope? What are you putting your hope in? And how, is your, how are you doing? And with anxiety high, right? With craziness all in the world. With this mystery of lawlessness being revealed throughout our culture and the rest of the world. And um, all these different things. It's like, man, where's hope? What an opportunity, right? To shine and be this lampstand. That um, Jesus says we're to be, we're to be a light on a hill. We're to be shining the good news, the hope, the very thing that is built upon the love, the joy, and the peace of God that he gives us in saving us and being, right, his children. The outflow of that is hope is this incredible thing, this rock-solid hope that changed the world. It changed the Roman Empire. It changed from the beginning, like a a lightning bolt went off at Pentecost with the birth of the church, and it is going around the world, the joy of Jesus. And um, man, uh, I I have this opportunity, I'm taking this class actually on evangelism. It's, It's a little different name, but that's basically what it is. And the history of evangelism throughout the world, and it is so... Got me, uh, it's just blown me away to go back and to look at the early church, the church through the years, and to see in the midst of the worst of the worst circumstances, the thing that changed culture, that changed people, that changes throughout the around this world to every tongue, tribe, and nation is the joy of the Lord, the absolute rock solid foundation that believers have that they're saved, what Jesus has done for them, and the outflowing of that hope to others who desperately need it and don't have an answer. For for any of those things—the love, the joy, the peace, and the hope—right, these are gifts that are poured out to us. And so, I want to dive in on that issue this morning and kind of look at this idea of: Are we letting our hope shine? Um, and how is our hope doing this morning? I hope if you're here and you're struggling with everything going on in the world and and you know just life and, and everything. Um, that if you know the Lord, that He, the Spirit of God, would move this morning and awaken again inside you, man, the rock-solid hope, the joy, the peace you have in Him. If you don't know the Lord uh, this morning, or if you're just kind of confused about uh, Jesus and the gospel, and maybe you've had some church background, and and you just you're coming out of it, maybe you just have questions, maybe you're 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 just kind of turned off from it at some time or another. I pray that this morning the Word of God, the Spirit of God would come and encourage us and awaken in us again this amazing, amazing good news is what it's called, right? Of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the hope of our salvation, right? So Father, thank you this morning, and as we gather together, Lord, um, I am reminded, just singing that song of authority and the prayer that Derek led, I am so reminded, God, Jesus, this is your church. You're the cornerstone. You're the head. This is your body. This is your bride. You long to see make itself ready for that day this is your house God where the spirit of God has come and awakened and saved our souls and our hearts and has brought the life of God into, inside our soul and is deposited there the joy of the Lord the love of the Lord the peace of God a hope Lord that cannot be contained and Father I just pray you'd come and just speak profoundly through your word this morning encourage us And Lord, let testimonies rise. We're going to have testimony time. Just your word says, to the praise of your glory, we should be constantly talking about what you've done for us, Jesus, and how we're overwhelmed about that, how you saved us, and put your life, your eternal life inside us. Lord, let us be a faithful lampstand, God, in this place to shine your goodness, to shine your hope, Lord, in this time, Lord, Lord, for your glory, come Holy Spirit, awaken your word, Lord. Make it go deep inside our souls. May you give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, Men, I pray to, gang, if you're struggling, please, our doors are open here. Let me just say this, is don't continue to struggle and deal with a soul that's just not getting it in struggles and and, uh, having questions. That's why we're here, to engage one another, encourage one another, walk alongside one another, right? And and lean in, right, to get a hunger for the Word of God. Um, I I just, just a testimony for me, I, I... have had a new surge of just hunger. I can't get enough right now. Everything going on in the world, I'm stepping back into Old Testament prophecy, the book of Revelation, by the way, the only book that comes with a promise to those who read it and the church that holds it and keeps it. And we're going to dive back into that book at another time. But um, just holding on to, man, this thing connects folks like nothing other. And all that does is stoke more hunger to hear what God is doing. And he's he's carrying this whole thing out right in this in his plan his perfect plan. So let's dive in here. How are we doing when it comes to shining our hope? Listen to this. Here now, Paul in verses eleven through fourteen in the first chapter of Ephesians, Paul um, is communicating to two different people. The first part of this, he speaks a we. This is the Jews. These are Israelites. The second part says, In him you, Ephesian Gentiles also. And why is that important? Um, We'll talk about that in just a minute. Here we go. Verse 11. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ, the Jews, might be to the praise of of his glory. Paul is remembering his own salvation. And he's remembering the salvation, what God, the can, the grand counsel of God's grand purposes, which you step back a verse, which is unite all things in heaven and on earth together. From the very beginning of this Bible, he set this in place. He needed a people, right, to bring the covenant, the promises, right? He needed a people to bring the Messiah through in this grand and glorious mystery to bring the Son of God for God, the second um, um, person of the Godhead, Jesus, to come to this earth, right, and to save us, this grand and glorious counsel. right of his will is is paul is just trying to lay hold of words here right to talk about this glorious plan god's in charge he's moving this thing folks you're not going to heaven many of you grew up it was all about being saved and going to heaven i just want to blow that out of the water and show us just how how we can be in in certain traditions miss the whole context of the gospel and the bible unless the people are in it as i say every week don't sit there and well steve said you go you take what I say, you go dive in the way the power of God hits a church, the way mission hits a church, the way growth hits a church and people is when everybody 's in it, and we 're all testing and hearing from God and His spirit the radical truth of this word and what it says, right um, So with that, we all need to stoke right a hunger right for being in the word and, and testing things. Uh, please watch out when you watch a podcast or whatever is being said up there or question how you grew up, the traditions, the denominations, what you grew up in is you need to go to the text. You need to test this before God and with God's people. Man, is this right? And folks, what many of us grew up in is, oh, you're going to go to heaven. We used to have this lie deal, a ticket to, Your ticket to heaven. Here's the deal. is That, that is just a, a, a misuse of what is happening. God's bringing heaven to earth. He's renewing this earth. His grand plan is to bring the new Jerusalem to this earth, right, to be here. When we die, yes, our spirit goes to be with God, to wait, right, the great cloud of witnesses to wait there until, right, he comes back here. But our hope, folks, is a renewed earth to dwell with God and to renew the nations of the earth, right, according to God's original intent all the way back to the Genesis, right, to go and take dominion. Now, that's God's grand and glorious purposes. We'll get more into that, um, break that down a little bit more as we go into this. And so, Paul, he begins with the beginning. You go to Romans chapter 1, right? It's, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and it's salvation to everyone, to the Jew first, right? And I just give you, I'm going to throw out some verses, hope you'll take them, look at them. Romans 15, Romans 11, read Romans 11, folks. Romans 15, 11, Romans 15, is Paul makes it very clear. God is not done with Israel, right? He is going to graft them back in, the natural branches that were broken off. But because of them breaking off, it provided an avenue for us, for the Gentiles to be grafted in, to be saved according to the promises, the great and glorious promises of God, and uh, in, in Romans 15, um, Paul reminds people, says, hey, because you've been given this rich inheritance from the Jews, you need to show mercy to them. Show mercy. And, and this gets back to just what's happening on today is remember, Israel's still at the center of God's plan in his world. He still has a purpose and he has a plan. And we'll get into all of that um, another time. We're praying into some stuff as far as to have a, a deep dive into some of that. Okay, now, here we go. Verse 13, this is where it directly is to us. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Let me read that again, folks. Can we all testify to that truth here this morning? Can we give testimony of hearing and believing the word of truth, the good news of our salvation in Jesus, the hope of being sealed with the Holy Spirit in him? You also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, Jesus, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. And folks, this line he ends with, to the praise of his glory, that should be our life. Because of this amazing salvation, because, right, of the word of truth, because of the hope of our salvation, because of Jesus' death for us, um, saving us, redeeming us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, is we should have a life that just is an overflow to the praise of his glory. When we give testimony, our lives should be constantly giving thanks. His command to us is to witness. And this doesn't put pressure on us. We don't have to know all of our theology. We don't have to even be good at talking to people. He just says, go tell people what I've done for you. And we see this all through the gospel. Just go tell people what I've done for you, right? Tell them what I've done for you. Next week, we're going to take a deep dive into verse 13. And what does it mean to be sealed with the promised Holy Spirit? Um, And let me just tag a little bit of this. And again, as I said, this class has been awesome to go back in history. And folks, one of the things, I just want to point this out. One of the things for the early church that was the sealing mark was water baptism. In other words, when there was a saint, when God moved in our heart, we heard the word of truth and we believed, right? As it says, believed in him, in Jesus. Then we were sealed, now there's more to that we'll get in more of the details next week but I just want to throw out to you have you been baptized tell me and we should be sharing this with one or maybe we'll have, we're going to have time for a couple of testimonies here but how did that work was, it in, was there an immediate sense of like we see in the first hundred years of the church man when you believed when you invited Jesus when Jesus came into your heart and you were saved that like, you got that hope immediately like where's the water let's do it and it was this ceiling there was this all things there's so much that goes so much beautiful imagery coming out of that water a new creation Sealed with the Holy Spirit Remember Jesus' own baptism Went under the water Comes out What happened? The dove hit him And he began his ministry For most people throughout history They say this, is the, this should be the first step of our obedience Is to be baptized Baptized doesn't save anybody Don't get watch out with that But it should be our first step of obedience And um, we're planning a baptism right now And you go Ooh, How are we going to do that? Um, so we have a really great baptism We're going to do it right here It's going to be warm, um, and we're planning that. So, um, man, I'm going to talk more about this next week. But let me just ask you, if you haven't been baptized, if you haven't been able to publicly to your family and friends proclaim to the praise of his glory, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. And to seal that thing is here's the other thing just to think about. We'll come back to this next week. If I hold out on that. It stumps my growth and my movement and my experience with the spirit of God and with the gospel of God in my life. For the vast majority of the early church, this was the beginning mark that set people on, right, to obedience and to intimacy with God and overflow, right, of this great hope. So hold on to that. Now, bounce with me to the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 2. Um. This idea of giving testimony, of hearing and believing the word of truth. Folks, we have to restore this. Um, I've been extremely convicted here. So again, this is is the revelation of Jesus that came to the apostle John uh, of his glory. The first chapter shows Jesus in his glorified state. And Jesus gives, right, to John, to the angels of churches, right, to give to the church a message. Seven churches, the all real churches, all uh, churches in Asia Minor at the time, but they have a much larger seven, I mean, the whole number, message for all the church throughout time. And the first one is to the church in Ephesus, the very book that we're reading and studying right now in Ephesus. So I want to dive in here, a little background. Chapter 2. Verse 1, let me just read this for us. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Uh, Jesus is the one, the seven stars are the angels of the churches. This is the dominion of this heavenly realm. The seven lampstands of the seven churches a church is to be a lampstand why a lampstand was jesus says you're the light of the world let your light shine before men that is my commission for you i've brought my light into your soul to save you not to be set under a bushel as the scripture says but to shine the hope be a witness of what god has done powerfully right in our life verse 2 I know your works, he says to the church in Ephesus, your toil, your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and have found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently, bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. Um, But I have this against you, that you've abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen. Repent. And do the works you did at first If not I will come to you And remove your lampstand wah, From its place Unless you repent He's speaking to the church Yet this was i this, Yet this you have <clears throat> um, <clears throat> You hate the works of the Nicolaitans These are people These were progressive compromising believers They were compromising um, being in the church and still holding on to uh, the things of the culture, different uh, occultic practices. He um, says, let him, here, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God, which by the way is coming back here. Okay, according to Revelation. Um, so... Uh, this passage has just convicted me like crazy this last week. Um, there's uh, maybe you've heard this preached: to lose your first love is to lose intimacy with Christ. That our first love was Him, and that we just start, got busy in church work, got busy doing things, um, you know, got busy being religious, going to church, reading my Bible, having my devotionals, being Bible study, you know, whatever it may be. That's for sure part of it, but actually what um, the whole imagery of the lampstand, what um, Jesus is talking to, to the church of Ephesus all about is they've lost their first love. They've lost their first command their first responsibility that Jesus gave them was to be a lampstand to let their light shine. They'd stopped in the busyness of, of turmoil of church life and of, of, of watching over all the false teaching, all the occultic things, battling with the world and everything else. They, they forgot the joy and the simplicity of the primary thing of evangelism, which is just to share with others what Jesus has done for us. This is what he's saying, repent, do the work you did at first, get excited, start overflowing again about sharing the love of God with others, what he's done for you um, and restore that. And I, I think nothing, if you're, you know, in full-time vocational ministry or you're heavily involved is meant, it's like this, right? To get caught up in all the duty and you miss the delight of the savior. You miss the delight of, of what he's done for you. you. You forget real quickly, he is the coin. He is the head of the church. The spirit is the one, as it says, he was ears, let him hear. I, there's a whole nother note, but I think the church we have to go through in America, there's a, a cleaning out process is we're not listening to the spirit. We've adopted business principles. We've adopted what man can do. In the church, and we've forgotten the one that we're to listen to is the Holy Spirit, and we don't act unless the Spirit leads. When it comes to our worship services, right? We typically just kind of have a have a liturgy we go through. That's not, if you read the first the Corinthians 14, that's not how church is to be. It's to let the spirit lead among the people. What's the spirit want to do this morning? Right? And we're getting ready to open it up. You know how far we are? It's much easier to plan. And to do what man wants to do, like the rest of the world, rather than let the Spirit speak to what's going on here. And I say to anybody leading a Bible study, anybody teaching someone else in our own life, how much of what I'm doing is just because I'm planning, I'm doing. I'm, I'm, rather than have I sit back at the Holy Spirit, give me ears to hear what you're doing. And even this morning, right, as the team prayed over here, Lord, show us what you're doing. We're, we're here to respond to you. We know we're to give you praise. We know we're to crack open your word. But, Lord, we need... We want you to respond. We want you to lead this time. We want you to engage, right, in what this is. That's church. It's not some formal, rigid, do this and this. It is to always defer to what is the Spirit doing. And do the people of God, have you been taught how to defer to the Spirit of God? And that He's speaking. Is He leading in your life? And this sealing of the Spirit, folks, is so, so critical. Uh, Again, we'll get into that deeper water um, next week. So, here we go. Um, Next question. Is the love, joy, the peace, the hope of our salvation setting us on fire to share what Jesus has done for us? I've been repenting all week. It's like, Lord, I don't know about you, but man, I mean, even this morning, Derek led prayer, and the Lord just hit me again this morning. Remember, he said, just let the Spirit convict you, right? He led us in a time of repentance, and man, the Lord just, he relieved me of, I've I been mean, like holding on to stuff. I've been mean, like grinning and barren, trying to figure out stuff, trying to, and all that's done is just welled up tension in my, it's like, Lord, this is your church. I got to wait on you, Holy Spirit. The freedom, do you realize the freedom of that? None of us can convert to anybody. And when I'm listening to the spirit, this is easy. I'm just waiting on you, Lord. I'm available. What are you saying? What are you doing? Show me how to love people. And you cannot, here it is, you cannot love people thoroughly like Jesus commands us to without sharing the good news of Jesus. Just giving them a cup of water is not it. It's important, but that's not it. That's not the command. The command is to share. Let me tell you, how is it going inside your soul? Man, where's your hope? Right? Right? And letting this shine, this this is what changed empires. This is what has spread around the world, right? This hope, this simple childlike love and joy. And folks, here's the deal is if if I don't if that love and joy and the peace of God is not sealed in the Spirit of God inside my soul where I'm not remembering how He saved me, what He actually did for me, then there isn't my hope fades. And I just move. I get stuck into dead religion. I get stuck into trying to do the right things. And after a while, I'm why am I doing this? I don't feel God. He's not with me. It's because we haven't deferred to the spirit of God. We haven't settled this issue of being sealed by the spirit and letting the spirit take. That's where the excitement comes. That's where the joy comes. That's where the flow of love and joy and peace and hope, right, come right inside of our life. And so um, let's do it. Because one thing's for sure is I could just go on and on and on. I could give the eternal gospel here today and we, like Paul did until midnight. And some of you would be cracked over asleep. Some of you are cracked over asleep now maybe. Um, but that's not what church is, folks. You're the church. This isn't entertainment. This isn't you showing up. This is what Americans done. We put a show on. We've got to repent from that. That's not church. It's the body of Christ. And like Jesus said, we are beckoning people to enter into this family, to heed the incredible good news of Jesus and to give their life wholly, completely to him. And then to come and part of baptism is, it is what sets us in to the family of God, right? To profess his name and to profess that before the church, right? Into the family of God. That's just one of many other things. Like I said, we're going to do that um, next week. But um, I'm going to turn it over to y'all and the, and the spirit of God is, um, oh, do we have the handheld by any chance? Jerk, is it back there? I don't see it up here. Oh, we have these up here. We no. no. Oh, that's okay. Maybe if, if we need it, but, um, we have two mics up here, but, um, I'm going to try not to fill the space up because I got a lot I want to talk about. Um, but Hey, you know what? This morning, it's just it's us here. It's a perfect morning for this, but, um, To the praise of his glory. Paul, this is, uh, back to Ephesians, this is one long sentence. He just could not stop. This put a period on. He just kept going and going, to the praise of his glory. You know, just the glory of what God had done. To the praise of his glory. And so I just asked this morning, does anybody have just a testimony? Short, very short. But just you want to, because God blesses it when I give back to him, Lord. And I profess before others, especially my church me tell you what God's done for me. Let me tell you what he's done for me. And, uh, and when that happens, you know what? That bolt, that lifts the hope in the place. Wow, God's at work. Testimony should be regularly a part of the church, should be regularly a part of, of what we do. And so I just ask you, if you just want to come, just give him thanks. And just a short, how he saved you. Uh, give a testimony about your baptism. What happened there? Um, Give a testimony of how he's used you and to, to love someone else towards Jesus, right? Um, to just lift his name, right? And to give him praise. This is what should be happening in the church because then what happens is the reality of the gospel is alive, right, among the members of the church. Um, so, yeah, anybody have something? The mics are open. By the way, just another thing, these, these mics are always open. These mics are always open for you to come. And if you need to come and and feel like the Lord has something on, you just come and stand at that mic. uh, Come on, Carter. Encourage us. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Mm -hmm. And as you're walking through the day, get that little nudge, that little bump. Mm -hmm. Be amazed what happens when you say, yes, I'm going to obey you and do what you're telling me to do now. Yeah. Amen. Amen, Carter. Absolutely. It's a good word. Somebody else. Yeah, come on, Mike.
0: Uh, last night, maybe some of you saw it, there was a rabbi um, who had just come back from Israel. And um, he's with the uh, synagogue in Bel Air in L.A. And it was bizarre because uh, he started, they were asking, were you afraid? And he had almost the exact same words that I've shared with Derek and Steve. I go, he goes, once I got there, I just knew this is where I should be. And that suddenly I felt um, that I really knew right from wrong. And I'd cleansed myself from a lot of the crap going on in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, said something on how do people actually deal with a combat or a battlefield environment when you're, you're not used to it and it's your first time. And it was funny because, and this release here, this is my battlefield guide when I go to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And when we were in the tr- – we actually went to the trenches. And this just says, what would Jesus do? It's a little – Yeah, come on. Yeah, I got it here, you know, the – yeah. come on. And um, so when you say that, I was, he was saying almost word for word what I had told you. You get into a very abnormal environment, and it becomes so normal. And you, are you afraid? No, I'm concerned, but I haven't been afraid at all. Mm. If you go, you go, because you feel like I'm doing the right thing. And yeah. you know what's right and wrong. It becomes so clear yeah. in the worst environment. So that's my
1: taste. Michael, thanks, man. What would Jesus do? And that's it, just being creative. Right? With uh, bracelets or just some a reminder, anything. Uh, it's amazing. God will use all of that, right? If our intention is just we want to give Him praise. want to be available to Him. And folks, I don't know about you, but, man, when I'm, when I have the opportunity to share my hope that God has given me, it, like, lifts my whole day. And it can be the worst. It just It just changes the whole context because God is with me. That's the greatest way we know he's with us, man. When he, we enter into that ability to, to partner with him and talking to someone and loving them, right? I've never met someone who's just struggling, who's just a, let's just call it a depressed, downed believer who is regularly sharing their faith. If you want to bump up joy in your life, you start asking God for opportunity to share Jesus. Get out of yourself get out get out of ourselves get out of my because my problem is I start grumbling right I, and before long I'd be oh wow, man I've been, I've been just complaining about everything in my life Lord help me get out of this and, and uh, let me be available and I'm telling you it's like and God will do it the, then it's the step of faith when he opens that door because he will man, am I going to step in okay Holy Spirit let's go tell me what to say who else somebody just want to come and just give praise of what God has, has done yeah come on up share with us tell me your name again first name yeah, that's right. Uh,
2: I came here about a year ago to Aspen. Uh, came to the church f- just a few months ago because uh, my girlfriend brought me here. And um, I was pretty depressed when I came to Boulder and was just down. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great time there, but was out of touch with God. I grew yeah. up Catholic and was kind of stuck in the, the lens of like rigidity, um, dogmatic, just repetitive, yeah. like what you were saying. And um, it was a co I went to therapy and uh, was doing yeah. stuff just to try to get like better in a better place and I was always like fine at college but yeah. um, I didn't know anyone here um, and it was like six months of just being like in a bad spot mm-hmm. and then like therapy wasn't you know doing much for me I was going skiing a lot like my favorite thing to do sure. but wasn't until I went to a, a youth group with yeah. or, um, a church Bible studies group um, not a youth group but <laughs> yeah. Bible studies group yeah. uh, with a co-worker like every Friday at lunch and that yeah. kind of like set my focus on like reset my, my lens towards, towards Jesus and God. And, um, wasn't until that, that I really like started to get better. And it was like such an immediate change where the stars just started aligning, um, met my girlfriend like right after that too. And like a few months, you know, with, with time, things just started getting better. And like now every day I'm much more close to God, it feels like. So
1: Liam, thanks, man. Hey, stay there for a minute. I want to ask (laughs) you, Liam, Go back there. I want to ask you some questions. So, number one, thanks for, thank you, thank you for I'm not for much
2: of a public speakers. So sorry for the shaking. That's fantastic. <laughs>
1: yeah. But God, God will bless that man. God blesses that that faith. Yeah, so then, true. when did you come to faith? When did when did you when did you I've meet always been, Jesus? It's always
2: been on and off. I mean, I grew up yep. Catholic and never okay. really like had that intimate connection. It was more just family yeah. tradition. Yeah, of um, course. And then. I don't know it was it was it was pretty recent but like it was just coming out of like the darkness and like sure. feeling it yeah. um it felt right I always knew like that yeah. logically like theologically Christianity seemed like the right yeah. thing and I was I was always like in I was born into it so it feel, didn't feel right to leave it but of course then um it was it was just like kind of a natural encounter it felt That's like awesome, I could man. keep going into the details but, but you know it, Jesus yeah, is in your heart yeah, right Yeah it feels feels that way That's but, awesome Yeah.
1: Liam, have you, ever, have you ever been baptized just yeah, to make I a profession? I
2: was baptized as a, as a Catholic as a baby. Okay. So Awesome. You know. Awesome, man.
1: Liam, thanks for sharing Thank with us, buddy. That's great, man. Awesome. Wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> encouraging. Anybody else? Just want to, to the praise of his glory, just want to, yeah, come on. Um,
3: so we've been doing a women's Bible study through Ephesians, and one of the things that stood out to me the most is in 2nd Ephesians, um, and it says, By grace you have been saved, and ra- raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the thing that really stuck out to me is, we are seated next to the Lord in Christ Jesus, so we already have the authority through Come on. Jesus. Come on. And so we're talking about faith and getting out there and being courageous, but this is why we can be, because we've already been given the authority in Jesus to do so. And so, if that's not encouraging, I don't know what is, but just know that um, you're doing it with Christ, not by yourself. And He is with you because we are seated with
1: Him. Yeah. Man, that's so great. That's awesome. Gonna cause me to preach that verse right there. That's some good stuff. We'll get there. Eventually, we'll get there to chapter two. Thank you for sharing. Come on. This is easy. This is easy, right? Yeah. Come on, Maddie. Maddie, right? Yes. Okay. I was astounded. I got a note.
3: I'm just going to give a really short little background of what the Lord has done in my life. And I feel like the one word is freedom. Mm. I grew up in a very success-driven, motivated family. And from the outside, it looks wonderful. But on the inside, it Led me to. Sorry, my voice is shaking. No, um, led me to put a lot of my confidence and my value in the things that I did, and how good I was doing at certain things. And that came in sports. All five of us mm. were college athletes, and that was a good thing. Looking from the outside, like, oh, they're motivated. They, you know, work, work hard and all this. But it was a motivation to feel like I was enough, mm. and. I did accomplish what I wanted to, and, like, I would always meet my goals. I I did good, and and it was just never enough, and never enough even for my dad and I's relationship. And so what the Lord did for me is I finally felt good enough and Mm -hmm. loved enough to be as I am. And then now, like, in the past three years, it's me learning how to work hard from a place of... Mm being enough and mm. not from a drive to be enough. And like, how do you establish a work ethic um, and stay motivated when it's not like, Oh, I'm desperate to feel good enough. Yeah. And so the Lord is teaching me how to mm. do that. And it's also completely restored my father's and I's relationship. And wow. he is now walking with the Lord. And he's has gotten baptized. Wow. And he is even like, Oh, you know, not put, he's not putting his worth in his success either wow. as much and so I just praise the Lord and Gosh. He has freed me. And the song, Like You Say, by Lauren Daigle, when I finally decided to kind of like hand it over to the Lord, mm-hmm. that is just the song that's in my head. It's like, You say I'm loved and you say I'm enough. So.
1: Man, man, that is awesome. Wow. That's the gospel. I mean, that's powerful, right? I mean, that's the gospel is uh, we're enough with him because he's more than enough, right? Um, I hope I don't put you on the spot, but I guarantee that testimony welled up in somebody's heart here. You're dealing, this crowd, there's gonna be people who are struggling with acceptance, especially from dad and just living under this weight of achievement. So I I just encourage you, if it's okay, just come and find man, have her pray for you before you leave her. Have her pray that testimony over you. And um, because that's powerful. That's the gospel at work. I mean, look at that, right? Brings not only freedom to her, but then this is the gospel at work. It flows from us, redeeming a family, restoring relationships, on and on and on, right? That's awesome. All right, one more. Anybody have, come on, Rene. You guys talk a lot about family and uh... For me, it was a huge joy just to see um, and hear of other people letting me know that during the football season that my son was in, that he had the encouragement and the power and the strength to pray with his friends on that battlefield uh, Mm of football Mm -hmm. before they went into the play, and I just remind myself... That the void will never—I mean, his word will never go void—and mm. I'm sure, and I'm positive, that it struck many of his friends by praying for them, mm. and the encouragement that he had, and the power to do so is amazing for me as a father. That's awesome, Thank Awesome. Thank you. Hey, this Derek, you want to come up and—and and, um, I just want to lead us in uh, as before we come to the table, just in a, in a couple of prayers here. Um, Tied to this, and, and we'll just take a couple moments. I'll move down to the front here, and um, let's start with just again, just a little repentance. Remember, repentance is to be a normal, a normal thing for the church and for believers. It's how the Spirit of God moves. Right without conviction, um, there is no growth. It starts with conviction. So. Um, Let's repent of any beliefs, attitudes, and actions. this is coming from my week of God dealing with this repenting about certain beliefs, about um, about sharing my faith. You know, uh, it's easy. In and, and this class I'm with, got people from all around the world. It's fascinating. Uh, just to see God, it's just, uh, it's awesome. But just to hear among everybody, you know, it's tough in this culture today. And so... People just get, just lose your your zeal for it. You just think, ah, oh, it's not worth it. And you start to feel like, ah, oh, they don't want to hear anyway, or it'll just be, you know, whatever, and, and give up on it. That That's unbelief, actually, right? Um, so repent of that, right? And um, Attitudes, just all the attitudes just like, and, and for me, this hit my grumbling. Folks, if I'm thinking, if I'm so focused on me, is... There's not going to be any hope. I'm going to actually be a a bad name for the cause of Christ. Right? And so, Lord, I repent of of being a a bad example, right, of of what a lamp should be shining, God, um, and of actions, right? Or lack of actions, right? Anything that's keeping me from being used uh, by God and sharing the good news of Jesus and what he's done for us. Man. Folks, come back. We have to always come back to that place. Man, no matter what's going on in the world, but wow, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me, right? Let me tell you what he's done for me, for my family, for, right? Just give your testimony. So let's take a moment and pray and we'll um, just get the spirit of God. Lord, we come to you, Lord, and um, with uh, humility, we want you to speak to us. I want you to renew us. And Father, is there any beliefs, discouragements, Lord? we lay those down at your feet, Jesus? Father, is there any attitudes just where our own emotions have driven us more than your spirit inside us and the fruit of the spirit Forgive us God to just lay our emotions at your feet. And folks, just finally, church is to be a house of prayer. And so um let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal names of family, friends, coworkers. That we can pray for and have the opportunity to share the hope we have in Christ. I believe all of us in here, every one of us in here that knows Jesus. That there's somebody in our life that we know we need to share. We need to share. To love them, we need to share Jesus. And just let the Spirit of God lead you this morning. That you're available. You don't force it. Lord, I'm available. Open the door. Open the door, Lord. Folks, in closing, we, (laughs) we have the hope. We have the answer. It is the only answer. And, and when you looking at the world around us, it should be, we should be more and more assured that Jesus is the only answer. And He's coming. Oh, He's coming, right? And the whole Bible, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, right? Come, Lord Jesus. I just want you to, when you, after you come to the table, and remember, come to, this is a family, friend, come around that table. Just look each other in the eye bless each other, partake of that goodness. Come on in, kids. You're part of this. Um, and I just want to, when you walk out this morning, and I hope you look up every time you walk out, but above each door is the verse, Romans ten fifteen. It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, some of you, I know it's kind of shocking. You probably never looked up and saw that, but I want you just Remind each other, look up when you walk out. You're entering the mission field, right? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of Jesus. You're the carrier of that good news, that hope. So just as the Lord leads, come and let's just rejoice around the table. Thank you for being here. Um, Let's let the testimonies rise. We just make ourselves available for His good work.